So at the end of every day, usually over a dinner I scramble together, we ask our two girls, what was the hardest part of your day? What was the best part? And the answers are raw and honest, and I love hearing what they have to say. It's often one of the ways we can get our daughters to talk about what's truly on their minds, besides the typical good, fine, okay, you know, those type of responses. So we thought we would ask that question of ourselves as parents. What is the hardest part of parenting? What is the best part? So here we go. The hardest part. For me, it's the exhaustion. And it's always been the exhaustion. From the first signs of pregnancy to even now that my daughters are a little older, it's the way I always just feel tired that I seem to struggle with the most. My days start early when two little balls of energy fling themselves onto my bed at 6 a.m. while I'm usually fast asleep. And I'd like to stay fast asleep, but I can't when my almost seven-year-old, she already has about a billion questions that she needs answered immediately. I had difficult pregnancies. My body felt as though it was remolded and remade into a new sort of unfamiliar substance. I came out of my two pregnancies with a pinched nerve, umbilical hernia, aching hips, sore lower back, postpartum depression, and a dislocated tailbone. I've had many therapies and doctor appointments to correct what was undone. But the funny thing is, I would do it all over again if it meant birthing the two tiny humans I've created. And now I'm a stay-at-home mom trying to parent during a global pandemic. And I know working mothers have it no easier. We were both just plain tired. For me, it stems from the way my body and my mind are forever in the hands of my children. I am their world right now. My days are focused on them, although I know this will be less so as they get older. So at this time, I'm still jumped on my body squished between tiny fingers. I'm called out to in the middle of the night. I am constantly on as I try to navigate the right decisions to make during this uncertain time of COVID. It often feels so just overwhelming, so full, so much. I am their chef, their driver, their accountant, their playmate, their nurse. I seem to hold their little lives in my hands and the crushing pressure of it sometimes becomes too much. And this is the truth of motherhood. But there are so many beautiful moments inside all of the chaos. The best part of parenthood is that I am surrounded by unconditional love. It is unequivocally given and received. I will always have two human beings that I created and that I love with every inch of my heart. As babies, I love their cuddles, as toddlers, their little hands in mind, and as young children, their snuggles with their heads held crested just beneath the nook of my chin. I am in constant awe of their individual personalities and likes, their interests and areas where they shine. 
Scarlett is my oldest, and she loves to build and to draw, and her creations always amaze me. She tinkers with the piano and has even a few melodies she can play. She has more energy than I know what to do with, and she's all legs as she kicks a soccer ball across the field. Usually she falls while doing it, but she always, always gets back up. And I love her. And Chloe is my four-year-old. She is soft and sweet, and her kindness shines through in epic ways. She is gentle with our dog and our little hamster. She gives them hugs and kisses and just exudes love. Her imagination is spectacular, and the worlds she becomes lost in are always full of exciting realms and places. She dances and sings, performing her ballerina twirls with surprising grace. And I love her, and I am honored to be their mother, even though it is the hardest job I've ever loved. Kelly and I actually met many, many years ago in San Diego. Uh, we both loved it down there, the beaches, the weather, the people, the sports. But as soon as we had our firstborn, we realized how hard it is to raise kids without a family around. And we moved here. But having family around didn't mean that this suddenly became easy. For me, the hardest part of being a parent is the chaos. Finding calm is an everyday struggle, but it's something that I I need for my sanity. There's no calm in our house. Our floors are littered with toys, games, and crumbs. And as soon as they're cleaned up, another mess begins. The volume in our house is never quiet. It's full of happy squeals and sad cries, arguing and singing. And while I love the joyous moments, sometimes my ears just crave a little bit of silence. And then eventually I do get silence. But when there's more than five minutes that go by without a yell, you begin to realize something's not right. They're into something they're not supposed to be in, and now something's ruined or someone's about to get hurt. Even the silence is not calm. There's no calm in my sleep. Obviously, the newborn nights where you're woken up every two hours are miserable, but we're way beyond that, and sleep is still tough. As I close my eyes each night, I wonder which of my kids is going to have a nightmare or start coughing or whether we'll have to throw a load of sheets in the laundry at 2 a.m. And I can't wake up on my own terms. It's either a kid startling me awake, ready to start the day, or a 5 a.m. alarm, because that's the only window of time I get to exercise. Our meals are also chaos. Something is always too spicy, even though there's not an ounce of pepper in it, a tiny brown spot on her fruit, and now the whole lunch is ruined. Tantrums at the dinner table are as consistent as the setting sun because you don't get dessert unless you've earned it. There's no calm in my head. I'm constantly battling thoughts of, did she ignore me again? Or did I really not tell her we're leaving five minutes ago? I worry about who's gonna hurt her feelings next or worse, if she's gonna hurt someone else's feelings. And now with the pandemic back in full swing, we're wondering not if our kids are gonna get sick, but when, how many tests are we gonna have to put them through? And how are we gonna divide up the house to keep the other members safe? Yet, despite all the hard parts, there's a million and one things to enjoy about being a parent. The cuddles, the hand-holding, immeasurable love, and too many proud moments to count. 
But one of my favorite things that I didn't expect is that I get to be a kid again. My granola breakfasts have been replaced with chocolate chip pancakes in the shape of Mickey Mouse ears. My chores have been turned into races. My time catching up on news is now playing hide and seek. I get to make terrible jokes and people laugh at them. Milk squirts out of noses as we gasp about boogers and farts. <laughs> I get to have conversations with someone who isn't distracted by a cell phone or their work. I get pulled in to go in on bug hunts and take the time to really admire and look at nature with them. Everything is new to a kid and that sense of awe is contagious. Simply looking at the colors of a leaf can entertain my kids and I way longer than I'd expect. I also get to relearn some of the most fascinating things about this world. The wonder of a caterpillar making a cocoon, turning into goo, metamorphosizing into a butterfly, spreading its wings and flying away. And don't get me started on dinosaurs. When was the last time you really thought about dinosaurs as an adult? I challenge you to think about them. Their giant size, their loud roars, the fact that they shared the same ground as you, but just 200 million years ago. These are incredible things that as an adult, you forget about, but as a parent teaching a child, you get to experience all over again. Finally, by being near a kid's perspective, I get to live in the moment more. They're not thinking about their boss or their bills or politics. The biggest worry they have on their mind is who's gonna get the last piece of candy. And I think we all could learn a lot by pausing future worries and focusing on the now. So to answer Kelly's question, the hardest part of my days are typically my kids. And the best part of my days are my kids. So it may seem as though the possibilities for parents are often neglected as our personal life suffers. We may lose ourselves in parenthood, in the daily grind of it all, in the early mornings, in the long days, and the even longer evenings. We may lose ourselves in parenthood because who are we if we are not first called mother? Feels as though we're just saturated by our families, information, consumption, stuff. And just this morning, I was sitting on half of Rapunzel's long hair and I was really just too lazy to move it out from under me. So I just sat on it with one child on each side of me <laughs> and my dog was at my feet and there were toys on the fireplace, toys on the rug, toys laying in the hallway and towards my bedroom. And it just feels like we are bursting and full of a home that we've had to spend more time than ever living in. And sometimes it feels as though there's no space left for us to just be alone. So as parents, let's be wild enough to reclaim our space. It is important for us as parents to find our own space, even if it's just a crook of a room, that we can sit, feel safe, be alone and breathe. For me, my bedroom is my sanctuary. Granted, I only have like a little corner to call my own, but I have filled it with a sage green hand-painted table of white magnolia flowers that my mother made, along with my candles, my intentions, and my tools that I use to honor my spirituality. It is here in this space where I light a candle and I read or journal or write and I simply close my eyes and I just breathe. I've become lost many times in the bowels of motherhood. 
I've wandered so deep that it's hard to come back up for air. I sometimes forget that I am someone beyond the children I love. I am so much more than just a parent. And so as parents, let's be wild enough to reclaim who we used to be. And the possibilities are endless. For me, I have learned to cultivate pieces of my past that I enjoyed before children. I tend to my garden. I read incessantly. I journal and I write. I have become an avid puzzler. I'm in two book clubs and I'll be a facilitator for the upcoming chalice circles. And one day, one day when the world isn't shut down by a virus, I will travel again. I am labels beyond mother. I am a writer. I am a daughter. I am a gardener. I am an aunt. I am a wife. I am a book lover. It has taken me a lot of energy to recover these fragments of myself because it's energy I just don't necessarily have. But it's imperative that we find the possibilities of life outside of parenthood. While it is easy to say suck inside the everyday routine, we are better parents if we can find pieces of ourselves in the things that we love. It teaches our children to do the same for themselves. So don't feel guilty for taking this time to recover who you are. You are becoming a more complete individual and that is a gift. So today, if you can take the time to clear a space just for you, light a candle, have items surrounding you that bring you joy, books, a journal, music, incense, a scarf, plants. And in this space, may you call it your own. In this space, may you find that you are full of possibility. I think we all can agree that the last couple of years have been some rough ones. And to be honest, it's made it hard for me to have an optimistic future. We're seeing the undeniable effects of climate change, income inequality is growing every day, and racial and polit political tensions are as high as I've seen in my lifetime. It's, it's scary. But then I look at our children and I find comfort in their perspectives. This upcoming generation is so full of love, tolerance, and empathy, and they really are prioritizing community over self. They have an untainted look at life and it's refreshing to see their warmth. Racism makes no sense to them. Non-binary genders are normal and anything that pollutes or can't be composted is gross. That's how it should be. They have the possibilities to make this world a much better place. And I'm confident that they will. Every day, one of my kids tells me something that makes me so proud. Like when they tell me how they befriended a new kid in class who barely spoke English. When they ask, why do we drive a car that runs on gas instead of electricity? When they're confused as to why hate is even a word. These questions, they give me hope. Not too long ago, I was tutoring at our local library when I, I made a terrible mistake of referring to a girl as a boy. I felt horrible and I, I quickly corrected myself and I apologized. But not long before, there was a 10 year old that was sitting right next to me and he piped up and said, you know, you shouldn't make assumptions on anyone's gender. You really should use gender neutral pronouns until they identify themselves. 
a 10 year old told me this. How amazing is this kid, 10 years old, not just to know how to be inclusive, but to have the confidence to correct an adult and give me a lesson in kindness. Much respect to that kid and the parents of that kid. I'm aware that some people have branded the millennials and the Generation Z as lazy, they don't work hard enough, they get too many handouts. And especially in the light of the pandemic, many are not immediately returning to the same jobs they had before things shut down. But if you ask me, taking a step back and realizing that life is too precious to waste it in a meaningless job, that's not lazy, that's wise. And perhaps older generations can learn a lot from that perspective. There's a saying that goes, 65% of children entering grade school today will end up working in jobs that don't even exist yet. And while that statistic is up for debate, the concept is very real. A quick job search online reveals many openings for a researcher in lab-grown alternative meat, COVID contact tracers, and a director of diversity and inclusion at a Fortune 500 company. There is even a programming position in developing AI to help robots identify and zap weeds with lasers as an alternative to spraying herbicides. There's no way you can tell me that job existed 20 years ago. And when I think about 20 more years from now, I'm floored to think about the possible work my kids could accomplish. Our world is ripe for change. And luckily the kids growing up now have endless possibilities to improve it. And I have no doubt that they will. Bless them, bless all our parents. Parenting is a marathon and you're all doing great.